0: The Oscar Mayer Wiener Mobile is the victim of foul play. This is TFG Unbutton.
1: It's the focus
0: group Unbuttoned
1: with Tim Bennett and John Nash. An off the cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events.
0: Welcome to TFG Unbutton. John Nash here with my good friend and co host Tim Bennett. You can find Unbutton on Tuesdays. Everything about us and our shows, including the focus group is available at focusgroupradio.com. And as I said, the focus group proper, if you want to call it that the video for that show drops on Wednesdays at 1 PM and the audio is available in all your favorite podcast feeds. That could be Apple's podcast program, Spotify, who knows? There's so many of them and we're on all of them. So follow and like us. (laughs) So Mr. Bennett, February is
1: tearing by already. And, um, you know, I, don't, I almost, don't like it, but I'm, I'm glad with the weather. I will say that, at least on the on the northeast. Yeah, it, you know the, it's it
0: has been a really weird. Um, it's been a really weird winter, right? I mean, we've had barely any snow here in the city. Not a lot upstate, frankly. And again, yeah, I don't mind all this, but the only hitch here is that in the winter, a lot of like insects and pollen, like a lot of stuff, gets frozen out, right? So that's I just why I don't think,
1: like the South. I want to live somewhere where it, it gets cold enough, things die. Die. <laughs> I knew you'd say that, yeah. Um,
0: so other than that, you know, we're going to be talking in Unbound uh, today. We have a, a piece uh, we're going to cover about some LGBTQ inclusion in some of the Super Bowl advertising. But even talking Super Bowl a week after the event, it feels like it was last year already, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was a non-event. And and why is that? Is
0: that because we're so um, are we're are, are we're so obsessed with the newest and the latest, or is it that the short attention span theater? But I remember Tim years ago, you know, after the Super Bowl, they would do the ad meter. You know, you would have a day or two, and they would come out with the top ads, what people thought, who were the winners and losers. This would go on for like at least a two week period. You would be hearing about
1: it, right? Yeah, there's there's some, even the USA Today meter, I had to struggle to find and go look for it. But there were a few things that came out. But um, you no, know, I think the the advent of social media and immediacy and, and the 24-hour news cycle has you know these brands in order to spend $7 million for a Super Bowl ad on average. You want to get the most out of it. So instead of it just playing once and the big game, you're going to let it release early and hopefully collect some buzz for people talking about it. But It's really made people who aren't interested in football um, because a lot of people, right. A lot of people would, if you weren't, it was, we've always said this, it's America's last great campfire. The last thing we all watch together as a country. And if you weren't a huge football football fan or had a, had a preference for a team, you would pay attention to the commercials and see what was cool and who was doing what. I'll tell you what, a lot of the commercials were lost on me because I Am not very good on some of the new, I guess, are up and coming stars. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah I or celebrities. I had no idea some of these celebrities were in these commercials. Well, th- th- this one story we're going to cover today, when it mentioned, uh, I think, particularly for McDonald's, that it actually had celebrity in it. I didn't know. I thought they were normal people. <laughs> <laughs> that was my take, too. I was
0: like, oh, because I, read, I was reading the article. Which was done by our friend Mike Wilkie. And I was like,
1: hmm, I didn't
0: know that. I mean, yeah. it was like, yeah. I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. So it was but, all but missed by me. me.
0: I actually think that's a failing. That is a failure of advertising executives. If you have to, and here's the thing. And I, the reason I say that is a good idea, a fun idea, does not have to revolve around personality or, or fame. Sometimes they're enhanced by it, especially when uh, a Martha Stewart hooks up with like a Snoop Dogg, right? Like that's a kind of a funny. You we know her brand, we know his brand. They're they've they've been in the culture long enough for most people to know who they are, and it's kind of like a funny mashup, right? But beyond, I mean, beyond that, it's it's like these teams of the creatives literally work to create creative that literally weaves these people into it, even though we don't maybe not know who they are. And of course, it could be that they're literally designing for the demographic and we're not even meant to care about the ad. Is well, that possible?
1: That could be. And But there's also, this is my danger with Influencer as well. So Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg have been known, they had a friendship and, and some mm-hmm. of their friendship also revolved around, I believe, some, uh, some CBD or marijuana, yeah. right, cannabis or CBD of some sort prepared meals and i think there might have been some dog cbd or something but anyway so for them to come on and do a commercial for sketchers it was totally lost on me because all of a sudden it's like, "Off oh, brand. now, now right. you're hawking sketchers
0: yeah off um, brand.
1: right why aren't you doing one of the things that that should have been um you know that you should have been doing that people know you for and that's what happens with a lot of these uh, a lot of the stuff i I have trouble with some of these LGBTQ influencers that I see on social media that they're talking out of three sides of their mouth. It's one day they're doing this. The next day they're doing the exact opposite. And the third day they're telling you to buy something that's totally different than the other two things they were hawking the day before. And so they just become shillers. And, um, and so then to me that becomes very inauthentic and I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you agree. Know, I totally agree. You know, don't try, don't drive a, don't drive a Nissan one day and the next day talk about how great the the new Lexus is (laughs) that for you and me in
0: particular, since we, we really, um, the bulk of our careers have been spent in the automotive uh, industry. First with Subaru with our LGBTQ work for their uh, 15 year campaign when you're director of marketing there. And then of course with VW and their partnership with us and the focus group when it launched originally on Sirius XM satellite radio, We're highly aware of that kind of thing, right? You know, like if you're, when we were representing the brand, we drove the brand. And that was yeah. it. It wasn't like I was going to hop into three other cars and say, "Boy, I love this Lexus." Even though the day before, just like you said a
1: minute ago, oh, I love this. Uh, <laughs> this yeah, they're, they're yeah, they're two two influencers which are well known, which drive me crazy because they they one day Northwestern Mutual, I guess. Mm-hmm. Is that the... Yep. So they had hired them. They were going to talk about savings and retirement and uh, same sex couples and and estate planning and all this stuff. And we've done similar things when we were on with sure. Wells Fargo and. You know, don't buy, cancel that, that, that Starbucks you buy every day because that $5 can go into a fund and help you buy this and buy that. The very next day, they're going through a drive through in their new Nissan to Starbucks. I thought, weren't you just telling me not to do that yesterday?
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just uh, the, the, pom- anyway. the open palm, the dollars in the palm. Tell me what I'm supposed to say. But companies are rubbing okay. their
1: ass all over these, all over these influencers in every category. And to me, I, I know we were off of, from uh, Martha and Snoop Dogg, but it's the same thing to me. It, 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 there becomes a point oh. where it's just not believable. And you know, Tim, I think the thread between the the
0: Martha and the Snoop Dogg example and the influencers you're just talking about was it's all it's not authentic at that point. No, I mean, I used to talk about the car that I drove happily because I drove it <laughs> yeah. every day. You know, it's like. Yeah. Anyway,
1: and we also said we would not market or, or do things that we didn't support or that we didn't use. Yep. Which, um, and that, maybe maybe that was a mistake. Mm,
0: I don't know. We've we've walked away from business because of it. Sometimes yeah. we, we've gotten it, and I, I just think that's an integrity principle thing. All right. So we have three stories for you uh, here on TFGM. but the first one I was debating about because I hate giving these people even. Any of my breath, but I think it's important to know what's going on, especially when it comes to our community. So the headlines is from um, this is from the insider uh, and um, a a woman named Laura Italiano wrote the article and it's called the Proud Boys Seditious Conspiracy Trials Underway. But the new leadership has moved on from the 2020 election to LGBTQ issues. So this, this is one of these things where proud boys have been showing up at drag queen story hours and, um, LGBTQ events in greater and greater numbers. And there's one part of this article that I'll just kick off right away by saying, you know, the author said once the COVID lockdowns were over, here's how she puts it. The proud boys are tracking the culture wars. And as public attention shifts away from their previous mainstays of anti-COVID mandates and stop the steal election denial rallies, the group is moving on to the next hot button issue. And the next hot button issue is, of course, when the right decides they need to you know, create a, a firestorm of attention, LGBTQ is in the sights, specifically in these last several months, drag queen story hour, drag queens in particular, and the trans community. And um this article goes into statistics about how it was a banner year for the proud boys showing up to drag queen story hours. They come with their faces covered. They're usually armed and they claim they're there because of the love of their children. But when they're terrorizing you and you're frightened to death, how is that love? But (laughs) um, I don't know what's more to say about this. I mean, they have some maps and some interactive stuff, but the thing that perplexes me and I just don't get this is, what do they honestly care about then? If, if they're moving from mask mandates to stop the steal to drag queen story hour, are they just a bunch of angry people marching around with weapons looking for a fight? Looking for a fight? Is that the deal?
1: Yeah. They, they remind me of that. What was it? Wasn't there a church in Missouri or something that used to oh, God hates fags? I yes. The Westboro Baptist. Church. Yes. And they used to go to all the weddings for people who died of HIV and, and um, the funerals. You mean the funerals? Right, the funerals yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Weddings, <laughs> funerals and cause all kinds of mayhem um, yeah you know, and, and and strife for the the grieving families and friends so they remind me of that group i don't know what their you know since they've lost a lot of their leadership and a lot of their leadership is now going to be serving some time they uh seem to be without a, a rudder and mm-hmm. uh you know they've joined up with QAnon. they've joined up with other white nationalist groups like the patriot front they've got neo-nazis amongst them um, they're going after, uh, you know, any group out there um, that they can they can associate with, that's uh, that's anti LGBTQ. So I don't know what their mission is. I, I don't know if they even know if they could tell you um, what their mission is. There's, they seem to be leaderless and rudderless, and uh, but causing a lot of trouble. And the, the the for me the takeaway on all of this was there's always going to be hate, and there's always going to be people that do this. I suppose, which is maybe it's a First Amendment thing. I don't know. But the fact that they are armed, yes. and they're bringing yeah. guns. They're bringing guns to some of these events, to the libraries or to the to the schools that are having story hour or something. It's a matter of time before somebody gets shot. Yep. And I think this is what's the scary part for me, is that is that with these little kids are around. And as you said, if you just ignored the drag queen story hour, it's a fad right now, right? In a lot of these things socially, they they come and they go. They come and they go. My guess is, had they not paid attention to it, they would have, they'd have been moved on to something else. And the drag queen story hours wouldn't be that big of a deal. They're not going to last forever. So the more attention you give them, the more they may stay around. But if they ignored them, they probably would have just something else would be coming up.
0: The thing that, yeah, you know, and it's a good example, Tim, because the, the thing that puzzles me and I'm, I'm hearing you say this and I'm thinking to myself, I keep th- saying The parents that brought the kids to the drag drag queen story hour know what they're bringing their children to hear. They're hearing someone in a costume read a book, and the kids are going to laugh and then go home. But it's that's a decision the parents made. You can't tell me that kids are. It's like it's not like the Pied Piper. The drag queens haven't walked through town with a flute, a magical flute, and attracting all the kids to to hear stories from people that are dressed in drag. I mean, parents know what they're doing, and they think their kids are going to enjoy it, right? So. It's, it's such a disconnect to me. And when you were talking about the violence, the uh, this article had a little chart here, and they looked at nonviolent protest weapons presence. Weapons were present at some, and then the violent protest. Interestingly, Texas, there were four nonviolent protests. This is a, a they were looking at a, a span of time. Four of them had weapons present, and three of them, an, an additional three, ended up in a violent uh, conflict. California had. Nonviolent protests and four violent ones. Then you skip over Florida, North Carolina, and then Tennessee. Weapons present. (laughs) I don't see this happening in you know Vermont. (laughs) Is that that my
1: imagination? Well, drag queens are a character, right? They're caricatures. Performance art. It's performance art. It's art. There's, gosh, it's been around for for centuries. And a lot of these people, I'm sure their parents uh, and great grandparents laughed at Burrow And Bu- how often was Bugs Bunny in drag?
0: Oh my God! Um,
1: you know, constantly. You think of, yeah, Barney and Fred and the Flintstones were in drag. Herman mm-hmm. Munster was in drag. I mean, there's not a show where Monty uh,
0: Python's Flying Circus. The entire cast was male, but they often portrayed yeah. women. Yeah.
1: I love, I love Lucy. They they mm-hmm. would put on drag, male and female drag. So. To me, this is just much to do about... They're, they're trying to find a a cause where there isn't one, in my yeah. opinion. But unfortunately, you need to pay attention to it, as you said, because it seems to be growing. And unless our... Um...
0: Well, no, I'll I'll wrap it up. And, and just this this is all I need to know. In 2020, 2% of the Proud Boys protests and demonstrations were anti-LGBTQ. In 2021, it jumped to 8%. And get this, hold your breath, from eight in 2021, it jumped to 40% of their demonstrations and protests were against gay LGBTQ community. So I will leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Just be aware of them. They're not a nice bunch of people. All right. Next, we talked about, uh, at the beginning of the broadcast, too, we talked about the uh, the Super Bowl. And uh, our friend Mike Wilkie wrote an article for Queer Tea, and um, the headline read, McDonald's serves up a cute, overlooked, same-sex couple during a, a gayer Super Bowl ad. In past years, Mike has written about um, gay inclusion or the little moments that might happen in a Super Bowl spot that feature an LGBTQ couple or that kind of a a situation. It's dwindled a bit, but he's happy. He happily reports that there are moments in the Super Bowl where he would consider LGBTQ inclusion. One of them was a McDonald's ad called Knowing Their Order. And they're, in fact, they do show a couple, uh, uh, two men, and they're talking about, well, I think he always gets 20 McNuggets or something like that. And then they pop up later in the ad. But we're talking about mm, one and two, maybe six or seven seconds of airtime. Does that yeah, sound right to you? Yeah, yeah.
1: And,
0: and another Super Bowl ad was for Doritos. And it was, um, you know, something about playing your tri- like a triangle. And Elton John shows up wearing this incredibly like neon pink costume with little or you know the orange doritos uh pattern all over it and he would consider that an L- a piece of lgbtq inclusion as well but the mcdonald's spot was cute but is that the one that was littered with celebrity that we didn't know
1: yeah that, that, <laughs> so cardi b and um offset which i don't you know i'm yeah. not I'm, i know cardi b i know the name but they're actually starting um this week they're going to be doing a mcdonald's um Celebrity meal, which they've not done before, so this is the first ever duo celebrity meal. So, a cheeseburger with barbecue sauce, which actually sounds horrible. To yeah, me, I agree. With a large Coke uh, for her and a quarter pounder with cheese and a large High C orange lava burst for him. I used to like the orange drink. Was it High C? I didn't know if that if that <laughs> was it. I don't think so, Tim. I, I used to love the orange soda too. <laughs> they just called it orange drink. Orange I drink. Think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is something new, but I still remember. um you know, my meal was two double or two cheeseburgers and a small fry and a Diet Coke. You remember mine, right? And an orange. Or I'd get the orange drink. You were?
0: Two plain burgers, large right. fry. Oh, you got a large? And possibly an orange drink. Yeah, because you were the cheeseburger. I was the- Yeah. Uh, Why the didn't you get a cheeseburger? Drink. Oh, I didn't like their cheeseburgers, but I liked the, the plain burger.
1: And I used frankly, to get extra onion, too. I like the onion, which people don't like. <laughs> uh, so God, I, I haven't been to McDonald's in a while. I think the last time I was at McDonald's was with you and Andrew in Florida probably 10 years ago. 10 or 12. Yeah, it was quite a
0: while ago. And uh, Late night. Yes. And I, I was aware of what I ate the next
1: morning. Let's put no, it that way. Well, yeah. You know, but But did you ever have a craving for it? No. No. Maybe the French fries. Any fast food? Any craving nah, for any fast food nah. ever? Wendy's, nope. Burger King, mm-hmm. Subway, Pizza Hut? Nothing? I would possibly. I would do
0: Subway. Um, I don't have a craving for it, but you know they make the sandwich in front of you. Do you consider Chipotle fast food at all? Mm, it's a good one, right?
1: Yeah, is that fast casual? I don't know what they would call it. Yeah, yeah that's
0: uh, so. I Chipotle, like Panera, I Panera, seen. Chipotle. Those were a little. Those different. are like a little, like they're
1: slightly the notch up. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Oh, I know where we went. No, we did go to McDonald's when we drove. I, this was was this after our trip to florida you and i took the diesel the volkswagen diesel deal. yes 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 and that's when I and asked for we were in some arizona place in new mexico. mexico or something and, yeah, and asked you asked for the salad which turned the whole restaurant into a dizzy
0: and they had to dust off the only one in the refrigerator <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: they were looking all over for a salad
0: and everybody's looking at me and tim's like why would you order a salad? i said john john
1: people are you and i in. stood out there like a sore thumb to oh, begin with yeah let alone you then asking for the salad which she couldn't even find the button on the machine no you're looking at how much is the salad
0: when we sat down tim said to me he goes you do know they dusted that off for you and i was like okay <laughs>
1: thanks Why wow, right. you were l and having a salad so
0: i was all right so uh that was mcdonald's uh nod to the community in super bowl I'm going to finish up with uh, what we um, talked about very briefly at the BNI. Tim found this. I love this article. And it, the headline reads, the catalytic, the catalytic converter stolen from famous Oscar Mayer Wienermobile in Las Vegas. Catalytic converter thefts have been a thing for a while. I didn't realize this until I read this, actually. I was always wondering why they steal catalytic converters. Well, there's rare earth metals in there, precious metals. And according to metalsdealerkitco.com, Um, platinum, which is one of the ingredients of a catalytic converter sells for around $960 an ounce. I have no idea how much is in the catalytic converter. Um, but if you're stealing it to get that kind of metal out, then there must be a significant amount to make the money to, to basically break it down. Right. So there's a bunch of these Oscar Meyer Wienermobiles. Um, and this one happened to be parked in Vegas and the, the converter was stolen. They did managed to retrofit something onto it that worked and they had to obviously order a new one but there's six of these right that they call them the meat fleet right (laughs) which i really laughed at the meat fleet includes six wiener mobiles that tour the country and give out merchandise and stuff and it's so iconic and funny it just reminds me it it literally looks like it's out of the 1950s and 60s and i kind of think that's fun
1: yeah so this actually came from one of our listeners mary uh Mary T in Pennsylvania sent this and I said I had not seen it and she said oh I got to scoop you you know so she was delighted. <laughs> but catalytic converters you're right they've been um even down here in Delaware uh there's been a rash of of stealing. There's about depending they said there's somewhere there could be an ounce or it could be 3 ounces you know depending mm-hmm. on the product. So you're looking at a $1000 to a couple thousand bucks I guess on the market if you were I don't know how you would extract it. I know nothing about it obviously and how to how to, um, extract, break the, it down uh, or, yeah, you know. break it down. But I laughed when I saw this because I, I, you're right. this meat fleet. There's what, how many did they say? There were? like six of them. Yeah. But I, I saw an, I saw a one ad, uh, during the, during COVID. <laughs> and this would have been a perfect job, I think for two kids, <laughs> you know, if you so there's two people that drive and they go around the country, by the way, in March 2nd, I looked, cause I checked the, checked the, the schedule. They're going to be in Scranton PA. If you oh my God. Get over. But um, it would have been a great job, I think, either right out of college or in your early twenties. What a great way to see America! You know, <laughs> you, right? You drive yeah. this around cross country; they pay for your hotel room. I, I've always wondered. I we were at an event in um Colorado, in a, I'm sorry, in California, Subaru ski event in Lake Tahoe, and the, and Susie Joyner had the Oscar Mayer Mobile come, which was so off brand but hilarious. It stuck up there in the snow and, and the whole deal at a ski event. I'm like, what do you do with Oscar Mayer Mobile? <laughs> like, is there anything less off-brand than having uh, that at the, at the ski event? But, um, but, but people that was loved her, it. That was her style, though, right? That yeah, was- <laughs> people got their pictures taken in front of it. Of course, we all did. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I could see you having done, you could have driven that.
0: Oh part. my God. It would have been hilarious because everybody smiles yeah. you, 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 when it drives by on the highway or when you're passing it, usually, cause I don't think it could go as fast as some of these other cars. You, you would smile. We
1: saw the planters, peanut mobile on one of our road trips. The right? planters mobile. There's the potato mobile. LL yeah. bean has, there's has L. a boot. Yeah.
0: And it just yeah. made our day to see the planters truck go by. We're like, oh, that's really great. So if I had that a company,
1: a- I would have, a, I would have a little vehicle like that. The focus group. We have to think of what the focus group car. Is. I guess it'd have to be a sock. Could be a big sock. Put yeah. a sock over a car and just do the thing. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to. We'll have to uh, focus group that, right? We'll have to. We'll have to ideate. <laughs> Maybe order. one of our
1: clients can get a car. that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Slippery one wet. You know.
0: Oh boy! All right. Our partner here on TFGM Button is Critics' Choice Video. They're America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. ccvideo.com is the destination. You can get there by going to focusgroupradio.com and clicking on the Critics' Choice Video logo. Uh, we'd like to remind you that uh, the Oscars are coming up and there's a lot of great movies that you may not have seen uh, because everything's so different now with theaters, etc. But if you're in the mood to get some titles that are going to be at the Academy Awards by all means, ccvideo.com is your destination to do that. And when you're there, I always like to request a catalog upper left corner of their menu structure. Um, catalog comes every four or five weeks. And I I just think it's the most fun to flip through. It's dangerous because you'll look at a page and you'll say, "Oh, I think I want to watch that TV series again. And then next thing you know, your credit card's out. And happily, you're shopping at CC Video. Anything you right. saw that
1: you liked, I, I did. So, you know, last week we lost uh, Raquel Welch. Yes. And so Critics' Choice Video has, has curated a whole bunch of her movies. Um, I believe there's 30-some, 30 31 movies that uh, she was in. And so if you're a fan of Raquel Welch or you just want to peruse and uh, see what she was in, they put them all together for you. So it's right on the homepage there. When you get to Critics' Choice Video logo, you'll see the Raquel Welch banner and and uh call out and just click on it or pull up all the movies and uh again priced great and uh, probably a lot of movies none of us have seen um
0: what did you pick though i'm looking at one that i think has your name all over it which one the flintstones holly
1: rockabye oh yeah well i I, i'm a huge Flintstones fan. that movie had so much more potential than it did but that's another agreed agreed, another conversation but um yeah so head over to uh as john said Uh, head over to Critics' Choice Video. You'll get there by going to focusgroupradio.com. Click on America's uh, classic movie and TV authority since 1987. Start shopping away. And uh, we appreciate uh, all they've done for us. They've been with us since the start here at TFG Unbuttoned. While you're there, you'll also find our show, The Focus Group with Tim Bennett and John Nash, housed at focusgroupradio.com. All of our media is there. So follow us along and uh, download for free. We hope you all have a great week, and we'll see you on Wednesday. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash. Available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.